Hey everyone, this is Perry with DMN, here for another one-on-one podcast, speaking with Michael Dawson today, head of studio at Episode. Uh, Michael, uh, nice to meet you. Can you just tell me a little bit about Episode and what you guys do? Sure, and great to meet you as well. So, Episode's the world's largest mobile entertainment platform for immersive content. We have over 57,000 stories, of which 3 billion episodes of those stories have been viewed to date. Um, it episode invite viewers to become characters in a number of original stories, celebrity-inspired stories, and even popular Hollywood franchises like Mean Girls and Pretty Little Liars, um, and drive each narrative in its own personal direction, kind of with by those viewers. Um, we've also opened up our storytelling tools so anyone can create stories on the platform. And we have over 6 million creators who've signed on to make their own interactive mobile stories. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, what about the, 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 the user base? Uh, you mentioned that, <clears throat> like things like Mean Girls, things like that. So it's obviously a younger base. Uh, can you just tell me a little, a little bit about some of the users and how you guys are so effectively reaching Sure. Our audience skews both more female and it's um, kind of the bigger demographic of its 13 to 25-year-olds. Wow, cool. Um, and these kind of these users um, are kind of around the world, a little bit more concentrated in uh, Western Europe and English-speaking countries. Okay. So that's obviously uh, gen- that's very comfortably in, in the Gen Z space, as far as I'm concerned. Excuse me. Um, can you just break down some of the delineation between the different, like uh, you know, millennial is a big thing right now. But uh, because you guys, I'm, I'm guessing, are reaching so min- so much of Gen Z, at least that particular slice of it, what are some of the things that separate that generation from, you know, the the every popular millennials today? No, it's a. I think some of the things that are interesting about them, this is the mobile only generation or mobile native. They've grown up kind of entirely with smartphones. They've also grown up entirely with social media, and to that end, visual social media. So this generation, you know, Facebook's the network of their grandparents uh, and parents. They're on Instagram. They're on Snapchat. And we, we surveyed our audience. Um, there were 36,000 folks in the U.S. And we found um, 14% of them spend over 12 hours a day on the phone. 11% of them even check their phone while they're in the showers. So they're just so deeply connected to their phone. And then they're so deeply connected to visuals. And I think this means one of the things about this, because they've always had the interactive smartphones, because they've always had social media, is they're used to interactive entertainment. The passive entertainment of the past TV, movies, books just makes less sense when they've always gotten to be an active participant in their stories today. I wonder how people are checking their phones in the shower. That, that, that's, that's interesting to me. <laughs> Some of the phones are a little more waterproof, and I think some have good strategies of peeking their head out and tapping. But no, you're right; it's a it's a crazy thing. That's a crazy world. So um, when when we talk about some of the, you know, the, the static, I guess uh, I guess you can call them old school. It's weird because I'm part of that now. But uh, like the the traditional media formats aren't really working with these people. Like why? I mean, I understand that they've they've been working with interactive stuff, you know, this whole time. But do you think that there's in in the long term that we're going to see, you know, like TV books and things like that, like fall off? 
with the, with the generation? Well, I think, you know, great storytelling is really still going to be relevant. That's just part of our human nature. And whether it be Netflix um, or Hulu um, today, there are still great storytelling is really going to matter. I think the question is, how do you put great storytelling together with the sort of interactive nature that this generation is used to? So I think, I think that's really what Episode has tried to do, is say, how can we still have that great sort of Hollywood caliber storytelling, but allow people to be part and participate in it in the same way that they do um, you know, on Snapchat or Instagram? But instead of, you know, a story meeting like, hey, here's a sandwich I had for lunch, we can really reclaim the storytelling to that Hollywood caliber. Gotcha. So as a marketer, um, I want to reach, to uh, say, uh, you know, 13, 25-year-old, uh, mostly female audience. Um, obviously, I, I could, you know, advertise through episode or something like that, but you know, what are, what are some of the tactical things that you could do to really penetrate that market from a business perspective? I mean. Sure. I think some of the things to understand is this is a market that's used to much shorter form content. Um, there's a reason that for us, uh, and it, the first five minutes of our episode, uh, we tell kind of the whole first act of the story instead of doing setup like a movie does. There's a reason that Snapchat made their native ad format three to seven seconds. So I think understanding that this generation is used to even quicker content things is key to really targeting them and, and saying things that are relevant. I think it's also a generation that really looks for authenticity. Um, they, want, they want to feel real connection um, and to kind of the message that's being given to them, the story that's being told. And whether it's in the episode stories we're telling, um, whether it's in, um, or whether it's in kind of advertising messages to them, it needs to be kind of, it needs to be authentic and be seen and viewed as authentic. Um, and then I think one other area that we really found and a, a big point for us is the stories, the advertising messages like really needs to reflect the diversity of the world. This is a generation who's grown up taking it as like a given that the actual diversity we see in the world will be reflected in the things that are given to them, um, which I don't think has always been true in Hollywood. Um, and so I think that's really important. No, that's a very interesting point indeed, because that's, uh, I mean, there's every every couple of months there's a film that, you know, the trailer comes out and, you know, there's some type of uh, diversity mishap in there. And uh, it gets, you know, <clears throat> it, gets, it gets, you know, the treatment in the news cycle and things like that. But it seems that at least with my generation or lineage generation, it's kind of a 50-50 debate thing. You're saying that for these younger folks, it's much more important for them to have that, you know, real realistic and diverse uh, representation on screen in, in whatever format. I think it's just taken as a given now for that generation that that's what's, like, that's true, and if you don't do that, you're not being authentic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I tend to, I tend to agree, and hope that comes to, to be the, the standard. Uh, so, one last thing for you, man. Uh, <clears throat> I know that right now one of the big things with millennials, at least, is the the, buy, the buying power. Uh, last I read was like trillions or something like that. I know a lot of these um, 
Gen Z folks are fairly young still, so they're not really entering the workplace quite yet. But just uh, as far as numbers, do you, are you guys seeing anything, uh, be it through your own studies or findings or, you know, some things that you're getting from outside uh, third parties to indicate, you know, what this market is going to, the, the dollars this market is going to command once they finally do get into the workspace and challenge the millennial generation as, you know, a marketable target? I mean, I think they're, I think they're on track to kind of spend in the same ways over time. And the question is, do you want to, do you want to build the following and loyalty now and the generation and stay with them over time? Or do you want to wait until later? And to me, it's the more you can be one of those authentic, great love brands that can persist with people over time, the better. Cool. Absolutely. All right, Michael, uh, thanks so much, man, for taking that time. Uh, it was a great conversation talking to you about you know these generations and stuff like that. 